Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. It is May. Welcome to the month of May. If you're listening to this in the podcasting space and it's a different month, well, uh, hopefully you had a great May. But uh, we're kicking off May, and the title of this episode today is Shaking Things Up. And shaking things up is really the theme of everything social media uh, right now. I'm going to get into Facebook F8 news. I'm going to get into Instagram removing the likes. I'm going to get into what the hell is TikTok and why am I spending a lot of time on TikTok, and yet I don't lip sync to music. I'll talk about why that's important for storytelling. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the social shakeup event that's happening next week, but really I'm going to talk about like shaking everything up. And to start off that shakeup, I launched a brand new website this week um, that is exclusive for my speaking business, and it's over at brianfanzo.com. So isocialfans.com still exists. It'll still be my media hub. It'll still be my home for my podcast and my blog. But um, I've been working since February 1st with the goal of pressing the damn button on um, on April 1st, and I was exactly one month behind. It took me one month longer than I expected um, for me to launch the new website, which went live on May 1st. I'm very proud of it. I'm using a really cool platform called Fable, F-A-B-L dot co. Um, they're going to be actually a sponsor of the podcast for the next couple of months. Uh, I love working with them and so they're the content hub that is below the, the that is fueling my um, my new website over there at brianfanzo.com so it's everything speaking so uh, I you know I, I'd say this a lot and maybe for those that are new listeners or new to um, my content um, I've, I've been a team of one for a very long time uh, I just recently uh, announced that I signed with a speaker agency to kind of help grow my speaking business but still 90% of my speaking leads come from people on social media, people that listen to my podcast, people that watch uh, my videos, them advocating to their bosses or maybe them you know, allocating budget to hire me as a speaker. And so um, I'm very blessed that I've been able to grow this business um, speaking you know, 60 events a year um, and it's my full-time source of revenue. I, I don't do um, one-off consulting or strategy or agency work. Uh, I'm a full-time uh, professional speaker. So it was about time that I had a full-time uh, speaking website. It was also about time I brought on some help for my speaking business, which is I, I signed on with uh, Michelle Joyce speakers over at michellejoyce.com. Uh, Jennifer Lear on Michelle's team will be representing me. So anyone that wants to hire me for speaking, you'll be able to work with Jennifer and myself to kind of customize and personalize. We launched four new keynote programs, not really four new ones, but we redesigned my four keynote programs that are up on my website. So if you just go to brianfanzo.com, you'll see all that. So enough about me, enough about my website. But the cool part about this, the reason that it kind of segued perfectly to this whole journey is, you know, the value of shaking things up. And, I, you know, I'm recording this live on Facebook Live um, and on Periscope as I do every episode of this podcast. Uh, and someone just said, you know, shout out to the good old days of Meerkat. And it's funny because one of the things I talk about a lot is the importance of pivoting. 
And for those that listen to my other podcast with Amy Landino, uh, the most popular episode we've done so far of the Just Try This podcast uh, is about pivoting. And, and we talk about the importance of pivoting. But pivoting is the idea of like shifting your focus or shifting your direction based on the variables that you have. Shaking things up for me really means asking yourself the same questions you asked yourself previously, but with a new light, right? And it's also this idea of you can't, you know, and I think it's a Thomas Jefferson quote, right? You can't uh, expect different results until you're willing to do things differently. I think I probably botched that quote a little bit, but the just, the just of, of it is, uh, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you can't, you can't expect things to be different or your business to grow or, and, and this also comes into the world that we're living in today. And so the thing about it going on right now, and I, and I know this podcast is, you know, FOMO fans and I, I don't like to consider myself the FOMO guy anymore. But I, I truly do believe we are living in the greatest time in history. It doesn't matter your race, your religion, your background. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, um, what your, your, your resume says. We have the ability to tell our story. We have the ability to reach people in ways that we've never been able to do before in previous times. But along with that, we also have to kind of remember some things when it comes to what we're doing for business and how we think about online with social media. And the first thing I want to put out there is, Lots of people complain about platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And I'm curious for everyone that's out there, how much money do you pay to be on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter? I'll answer it for you. I don't want to wait for you guys. Zero dollars and zero cents. Nobody is forcing you to use these platforms. So when these platforms change or when these platforms do things differently and we get all up in arms or we hate them because of the algorithm, there's something we have to remember about this entire beauty of the world we're living in today is that we have the ability to do all of, to use all of these tools, but what, how do we as, as, as users of a free tool feel like we're so righteous that we, um, we, you know, we, we're like offended. Like our worlds are impacted because Twitter's not doing things the way we want it or Instagram's change. And I think this is something that I've always said for a long time. I do not blame the platforms for very many things. Like I'll blame the platforms for selling our data. I'll blame the platforms for misleading people. I'll blame the platforms for sucking at marketing their own tool or helping people on board to new products. But I will not blame products for my newsfeed being full of hate and bad people doing bad things because, and this is something I've been, it's a soapbox I've been on for a while right now, and it's kind of comes into the shaking up idea. If you are, th if you're listening to this show right now and you're like, man, I'm not really enjoying my social media or you know what? I don't, I no longer log on to Facebook because it's all political and it's all people, you know, either bragging or people that are upset. Here's, here's something that I want everyone to remember. I want you to take this back with you. And the next time you hear someone complain about how bad social media is or how de depressing their feed is, you as the user, us as the user, we decide what is in our feed. 
We decide who to follow. We decide who to block. We decide what hashtags to follow. We decide what to search. If your social media newsfeed, if your social media channels at the moment right now are depressing or they suck or there's too much politics, it's your responsibility. Unfollow, unblock, you know, disconnect yourself from those people. You do not have to have all of that noise in your feed. And this is something, if we look at the Gen Z generation right now, right? If you look at the younger generation, you know, I'm going to talk about TikTok in a minute, which is the, uh, the, the app that is exploding and almost, you know, has more downloads than, uh, Twitter and Instagram combined. It's, it's, this, uh, it, it bought Musically, which was the, the lip syncing app. But one of the things that I've been studying with TikTok that really falls in line here perfectly is that we are moving to a space where the younger generation doesn't care as much about total exposure. They care more about using these tools to reach their friends in real time. And we're going to, we're going to start going, we're going to start shrinking our desire to reach everyone. But at the same time, we have to get more strategic and understanding what we consume, how we consume it. And so if you're, if you, if you don't like Facebook because it's all, you know, it's people complaining, here's what you do. You go on Facebook every single time that you see, and I'm going to pull up my Facebook so I can give you the exact directions right here on the, on the show. If you do not like your channel and you're scrolling your news feed, right? And you're scrolling down, you're scrolling down and you're like, oh my goodness, this person always complains. You click on the little dots on the right hand part of their post. And then there's going to be a drop on down box and you can select unfollow this person. It won't unfriend them so they don't have to worry about upsetting them, but you will no longer get their information in your feed. I believe in the world we're living in today, social media has so much power and there's so many good people doing good things. It is up to us as the users to stop allowing the bad people that are doing bad things to ruin our experiences. It is up to you as the user. If your social media feed sucks, you're following the wrong people. And if you're, and if the people that you are currently following aren't doing good things, get them out of your life, right? Like remove them from your conversation. Now, at the same time, I want you guys to remember, I think it's important to have different points of view in your life. I do not believe we should live in a box with tunnel vision. It is impossible to have empathy for others if we are only surrounding ourselves with people that look like us, people that talk like us, people that come from our background. I do not believe in that. But what I do believe in is that if people are, are making your life more miserable or making you more depressed or me, making think you not enjoy the experiences you have when you're using them, it, it's a simple thing. Unfollow, block, remove, mute. We, it, these things are there for us. And it's so funny when someone tells me, I hate Facebook. It's so, it's full of all this. I like, do you hate Facebook or do you hate the content that the people that you follow are sharing? Ooh, right? Like, ooh, this is, and this is some hard truth. And, and this goes to Instagram. This goes to Twitter. And it is extremely important. My, my good buddy, uh, Brian Moran just jumped in on, on Periscope and he said, diversity of thought enriches, enriches everyone who participates in the discussion. Amen to that. And I've said this for a long time. Um, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to, I don't have to agree with everyone that I surround myself with, but I do have to have an open mind to be willing to understand who they are, where they're coming to from their decision. And I, for me, I will surround myself with lots of people that might not have the same political beliefs, might not have the same religious beliefs, might not have the same, um, you know, strategy as mine. But to me, I, I don't have to agree with everything someone does or how they live their life for them to add value. 
value to me. But when I talk about shaking things up, and I'm excited, I'm heading to Atlanta for the social shakeup event uh, next uh, next week, Monday through Wednesday. I'll be emceeing and hosting the event there in Atlanta. And this event means a lot to me because in 2014, um, I was asked to speak there before anyone knew who I was. And um, my mentor at the time was a lady named Robin Carey. And Robin was the founder of Social Media Today, and she launched this event called Social Shakeup. She got to know me through my my work with IBM. And Robin took me under her wing. She gave me uh, an opportunity to be on a panel. Then the following year, the opportunity to be on the main stage. And then unfortunately, in 2015, um, she was tragically killed in a car accident um, in the end of that year. And and for me, one of the things that she always, I was actually able, I was on the phone with her the day before um, she passed away. And I know a lot of people that are watching and listening know Robin. And she was a beautiful person, but she was someone that lived by the mantra of be yourself. I mean, she once came out on stage wearing a Star Trek costume, which was like a skinny latex silver, um, you know, um, outfit. And she was always believed in like owning who you are. But she also made this, that she said something to me and she said it to me in 2015. And it probably means more to me now in 2019 than it did when she told me in 2015. But one of the things she said to me was, Brian, I want as much as you love to be yourself, make sure that when you work with a brand or you work with a company or you're aligning your, yourself with somebody or someone else, that they are, they are someone that respects who you are and is happy for who you are at your core and don't ever allow someone or, or let someone force you to change. And I will tell you, um, that's harder said than done because as you're growing your business, sometimes you're like, well, if I change this, more people are going to hire me. Right. And then, but if you change this, do you lose your way? And I made that mistake in 2017 and I shook things up and I started doing things the way that everyone else was doing them. And when I decided to do the things that everyone else would do them, I lost my passion. I lost my love for doing it and my business suffered, right? So this was something that Robin, you know, instilled in me. And so I think it's interesting as I like look at this, you know, and she said to this to me in 2015 and so much has changed since 2015 to 2019. I believe social media is at an entire different world um, right now. Um, yeah, no suit and tie for me, um, but I did go with uh, my hair. I, I didn't wear a hat for almost an entire year, but um, for, you know, for me, the, 2019, social media, we've reached a point to where we don't trust brands, we don't trust logos, and we don't want to follow people that are faking it to then make it, that are selling unicorns and rainbows. The old idea that you could just use filters and you could be an influencer because you wore a bikini or you could be an influencer because you had a Lamborghini behind you, we no longer respond to that. And and yes, there are people still being successful by using those old school um, ways of things. But I firmly believe we are moving towards a time where transparency, vulnerability, and authenticity are going to be demanded by all of us, the users. And so just to kind of wrap a bow on what I said to start off this show if we demand, if you demand, if you want authenticity, if you want to celebrate, if you want to see people that are doing good things um, win and good things um, grow, here's what you need to do: stop supporting the bad people doing bad things, and stop the 
the blaming the platforms for for giving you bad content start unfollowing those people the amount of people that tell me brian i hate the influencers that are shallow i hate the influencers that are full of crap and that um that have been faking it the whole time and then if i go and look they're following them on social media they're listening to their podcast and so here's the thing if we as a as a user community if we as a as a human race we if we want to change the world and we want to highlight good people doing good things it's it's we need to stop paying attention to the bad people but we need to stop giving them any of our time stop giving them any of your oxygen you will notice i do not bash people on social media i do not say anything bad about anyone because to me spending my time saying something bad about someone is taking away from time that i can celebrate someone but here's what i do i i do and i and i and i'm really conscious of this is i will not support i will not follow i will not i will not play the game of supporting someone that i believe is fake or someone that I don't align with. They will not. Their blogs will never be shared for my my uh, my content. I will never mention them on my shows. And so this is something that I think we as a, we need to shake things up. And so I you know and, and I'm probably preaching to the choir here. A lot of you guys that listen to this show um, for the last couple of years, you've you you know this. But here's what I'm going to ask every one of you. And and don't worry, I'm going to get into some of the news and things that are going on. Here's what I want. And and thank you for a lot of people that are watching live are talking about the transparency here. But here's what I want everyone to do. The next time, because it happens every day, the next time someone comes up to you and, and you mention that you did something on social media or you're using social media, the next time someone says, oh, social media, I hate Facebook or I hate Twitter, ask them why. Say, why do you hate it? And then when they say argument, we know what their answer is going to be. Their answer is going to be, oh, it's just a whole bunch of um, self-centered, uh, selfie generation millennials. Or they're going to say, I don't need to see more pictures of my aunt's dog. Or they're going to say, I'm tired of all the political and hate that is going on in those platforms. It is up to all of us that are watching, all of us that are listening to this show right now, it is up to us to push back and say, well, why don't you unfollow or mute those people? You can even mute keywords within the social networks. So if you don't want to see posts about Donald Trump, you can actually mute the words Donald Trump and it will never show up in your Twitter feed, even if you're following someone that if that if someone you're following is posting about Donald Trump. Or if you don't want to hear about some, you know, uh, a political racer, and I don't care which side of the, the, uh, politics you're on, but it's up to us. We need to stop blaming the platforms. We need to start celebrating the good people and we need to stop giving our oxygen and our most valuable commodity. Our most valuable commodity is time. No matter how much money you have, the richest people in the world have the same amount of time as the poorest people in the world. And we need to stop giving our time to those that are shallow, those that are fake. Because I love when I hear people, Brian, I hate the fakers. I hate those that are full of crap. And they'll even tell me four or five people that are big names that they no longer like. And then I look on their social channels and they're quoting them. And they're following them on social. Why, what, would, what would inspire someone to stop being full of crap if we're still supporting them, right? And so that's the... That's what we need, we need to do, and it's up to us as the users. Now, the users, us, us as the users, times are changing, and I mean that in many ways. Now, Facebook rolled out a new um, white background to their, their um, iOS app. So if you open up Facebook on your uh, iPhone, it's, it has a white background now. And I'm all for dark themes. Like, I use Twitter in the dark theme. My MacBook uses the dark theme. But funny enough, I really liked the white for, for Facebook. It was just a nice change of pace. But Facebook is changing up lots of things. And um, Facebook, you know, I've, I've 
said this a lot and I, you guys can disagree with me, but, um, you know, I worked nine years in cybersecurity. I know a little bit about security and a little bit about, uh, regulated industries and a little bit about data protection. Um, I believe Mark Zuckerberg, uh, his, his, his focus is good. I believe he wants to do good with his platform. I believe there is no company in the world that has ever had this many concurrent users ever, ever. We've never had this many concurrent users, this much data. So when someone says, I can't believe that Facebook did this, or why is Facebook not doing this better? Give me another example of a tool or a company that is free that is, that is had this experience. So Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg are learning as they go, just like all of us are learning as we go. But I think there's some interesting things that came out of the, the F8 conference that I want to kind of highlight for you guys that are, that are listening here. And so the F8 conference is the developer conference that Facebook puts on every year. Um, they talked a lot about end-to-end encryption, a lot about trying to improve the security um, of Facebook, a lot about the idea where Facebook groups are now going to be like the biggest priority. I love Facebook groups. Um, you guys, most of the, you guys will know this, but um, there's a Facebook group I belong to called Speak and Spill. Uh, it's a private uh, mastermind group that I belong to. Uh, but that, that Facebook group single-handedly changed my business and my life over the last three years. Uh, I've pushed notifications on for that group because it's so valuable. It's uh, We're up to about 400 people in that group and it's just so much, so much transparency and information. Uh, it's kind of like Fight Club. We don't really talk about what's shared inside of this group. Um, but it's you know a Facebook group that I couldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at in my business today without this one Facebook group. And so I'm a big believer in Facebook groups. I'm actually going to be launching my own individual one that I will be um, running myself uh, next month in June. But I think Facebook groups, it makes a lot of sense. The other thing that Facebook came out and talked a lot about was Facebook Messenger and the integration of Facebook Messenger with things like WhatsApp and Instagram. Messenger is where it's at. I don't know if um, you guys use Messenger a lot, but uh, for you guys that don't realize it, I actually own a Facebook portal. You know, one of the Facebook portals, which is the um, the the video platform for video messaging. It's actually a hardware platform. It's called uh, Facebook Portal. It's a, it used to be two hundred dollars when I bought it. It's now a hundred dollars. Um, and I use this thing very regularly. Uh, funny enough, uh, when I'm working with anyone that's a Gen Z or really anyone that's, um, you know, in this, not anyone, but most people in the social media space, um, we don't usually text. We don't even usually, we don't call because I don't, you know, use my phone for calling. Uh, more often than not, we message over Facebook Messenger and I can video chat over Facebook Messenger. And now Facebook is actually going to allow me to live stream from this device. They're going to allow me to, to integrate it with WhatsApp. But I think there's something extremely important for us to think about here. The conversation that we have on social media is what people care about. Not the message, right? This is the difference. When you send an email, you're sending a message, right? You're sending a message. But it's the conversation that exists in social media, which makes social media so valuable, which is why I hate, I hate email and I love social media. But oftentimes in the social media space, especially in the public, a uh, one-to-many space when we're talking publicly, the, the conversation sometimes is diluted. Sometimes it's, um, we are a little bit worried about what we're putting out there. And so one, the, the, the idea of messenger platforms are only going to grow. And I'm not going to talk about messenger bots because I'm not a fan of messenger bots, uh, myself individually as a marketer. Um, I'd also don't like, uh, crazy email subscriptions. I believe people should opt into an email because they actually 
want value from you, um, not because you tricked them into doing it because they had to download something. But I think Messenger across all platforms, Instagram Messenger, LinkedIn Messenger, Messenger as a whole is growing. And one of the things that we need to look at is how do we remove the barriers when we're coming to messaging across platforms? Because there are a lot of people that use WhatsApp every single day, especially if you're an international person. If you're in America, you might even be like, what is WhatsApp? Because a lot of people that I know in America don't use it. I use WhatsApp every day, but most of it's uh, a couple of groups that I belong to, but also for me to communicate with my friends that are overseas. But the idea now that you can message within Facebook Messenger to people that are on WhatsApp or that Instagram, this is, this is kind of this world where we're, we want to remove the barriers, but at the same time, we want to open up the possibilities of us having conversations. And so I think the idea of conversations, because conversations lead to connections, and connections are a lot of what we are craving. And so some of these changes that we saw out of Facebook F8 are a lot, are really come down to this idea of, 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 you know, shifting the conversation. The other big news that came out is that, um, Instagram, which, uh, I, I'm a big believer and love Instagram. Uh, Instagram is rolling out some new creator features where they're going to allow some better, um, stickers and tagging for people to sell their products within Instagram. I love this functionality. I love this feature. Um, I believe micro influencers. So you don't have to have a lot of people a lot of follower numbers, but you have a lot of people that trust you, trust what you say, and are willing to take action based on what you're doing. A lot of people that are micro-influencers are really going to be able to leverage some of these new tools that Instagram is, is rolling out. Uh, and, you know, and Facebook's also going to doing some things around you know integration of WhatsApp, security. They talked a lot about virtual reality and augmented reality, and even how they're going to try to improve their artificial intelligence to mitigate hate speech and to, uh, to stop some of the things that are being violated that are being sent. But my last kind of comment on Facebook, and I'm going to jump into Instagram and a couple of the other things that are happening, is that no technology, no innovation in the world will stop hate or will, will prevent stupid people from doing stupid things. No innovation, no technology will, will prevent this, right? So we as the human race, when we look at it and say, oh my God, I can't believe someone live streamed, um, you know, the, they were, you know, carrying out, out these horrible acts and they live streamed it on Facebook. Facebook didn't inspire them to, to put that out there, right? And yes, the tool allowed them to broadcast it, but here's the problem. Why were people watching it? Why were people sharing it? Why were people not reporting it? So I don't, the platform isn't the problem. It is up to us to be able to control for uh, if we don't want hate speech and we don't want these things going on, we need to mute. We need to unfollow. We need to report them when they're happening. We do not need to give them more oxygen. We do not need to sell, uh, share them on all of our social networks. We need to do our job. And so it's not a technology or innovation. Here's the thing. When you try to use technology or innovation to solve a people problem, it fails a hundred percent of the time. You must solve people people problems with people. And then after you solve a people problem, you can use technology and innovation to scale, to, to, um, to elevate, to do great things. But this is one of those, and it goes to like the littlest tech. If you're trying, if you work for a company and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to buy a collaboration software because nobody in my company wants to collaborate. Here's the thing. That collaboration software will fail. 
because you have to first fix the people problem that your people don't want to collaborate. Once you inspire them and educate them and teach them why collaboration is so important, then the technology helps facilitate making collaboration easier, more real time. But if you try to grab a collaboration tool to fix a collaboration problem that is a people problem, it'll never work. And so this is my kind of thing on Facebook. I love where Facebook is going. And on that same note, Facebook, of course, who owns um, uh, Instagram, they recently came out and said that they're going to remove public likes from the, the equation. And people are a little bit misguided on what they're talking about here. When you post a picture onto Instagram, you are still going to see how many people liked your picture. The difference will be that the, the public that are scrolling through your feed are no longer going to see how many likes that picture actually received. So that's a difference of perspective, right? People are like, oh, they're going to get rid of likes. Now people aren't going to post just to get likes. Eh, you're still, as the creator, still going to know how many people engage with your content, but the public aren't going to be inspired to engage with it based solely on the amount of likes. I think this is genius. I think this is long overdue. Vanity metrics um, are a thing of the past. Um, I think it'll be very interesting how it affects the algorithm because the thing about this that we also have to remember is the alg algorithms on all of the platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm not sure about Pace, uh, Pinterest. The algorithms are based on these platforms want to give more people visibility to content that people like, right? So the thing about it is Although the Instagram public viewing of likes will disappear, you will still, your content will still get rewarded based on the amount of likes it receives, right? So if we think about this, right? But I think this is good. But so this is one of those things where, I mean, I, I see it all the time where I'm like, it'll say like, my friend liked this YouTube video. And I was like, I'll, I'll message them and be like, dude, you like that video? I can't believe you like that YouTube video. And what they will say, and actually I know one person that did it to me last week. Oh, well, I liked it because I saw how many likes it had. Right. Or I liked it because it was popular. I didn't even get a chance to watch it. That is what's going to go away on Instagram. The idea that we're liking things just because a lot of people liked it or because, oh, my goodness, if our friend liked it, then we were probably, you know, and so they're going to change that a little bit. And so you're going to be able to see what content your friends liked, but you're not going to see the total like number, right? You're, instead of seeing 2000 people like this quote on Instagram, it'll say these five people that you follow liked this picture, right? And so I think this is a great movement. It's a, they're definitely shaking up the platform. I give a lot of credit to Facebook and Instagram. Uh, for always trying to shake things up, do things a little bit differently. Uh, LinkedIn, of course, is trying to do that with LinkedIn Live. Um, but I'm a little bitter because I don't have access to LinkedIn Live yet. Uh, and I feel like, you know, I do two LinkedIn videos a week, every week for over a year and a half. Um, and yet I still haven't been selected to be part of the, the LinkedIn Live uh, beta group. I have no idea why. Um, but you know, LinkedIn's shaking up how they're doing their content, right? And I think shaking things up um, is extremely valuable. And so I'm going to wrap this episode up by bringing this. Uh, and, and yes, this is live. I am recording this live here on Facebook and Periscope. This is episode 103 of the FOMO Fans podcast. Believe it or not, but I've been spending a lot of time on TikTok. Now, before you jump to TikTok and you're like, oh my goodness, I want to see what kind of content Brian's posting. I'm not posting content there yet. Uh, I posted a video there uh, on Musical.ly in 2016 that migrated over. Um, I was actually, I, I was lip syncing to Jay-Z's uh, New York, New York song, um, uh, New, York, New York State of Mind. Uh, and that's the only video that is on my, on my TikTok. But TikTok is a platform that is exploding. And I want to give a shout out to Jason Keith. He is the founder of an event called Social Fresh. Jason Keith really, he did this amazing breakdown of why 
TikTok is having valuable. And you, before you think about it, that it's only Gen Z and only millennials. Here's the funniest thing about TikTok. The people that I love watching on TikTok are military members, active duty police officers, active duty, um, those that are uh, working uh, in uh, the ambulance, the, the emergency support. There's, there's actually hashtags, like the hashtag blue line are for police officers that are sharing their story. They're having some fun. They're showing their personality. And so this is a really interesting piece because what TikTok is, is it is a creator platform based for creators, right? You don't have like your quote unquote news feed. And I think it's all vertical video. But one of the things I think that they did really well and if you're like if you're not sure about the value of t- of TikTok last week the New York Times wrote about TikTok today right now as I'm as we it was 3 hours ago as I'm recording this the Boston Globe front page of the Boston Globe is talking about what's po- what the the popular video app TikTok so TikTok is exploding already amongst the those that are in social media the younger generation but now that New York Times and Boston Globe are giving it attention it's definitely showing its it's prowess. It's an overseas, internationally owned um, app. I believe it's owned uh, owned in China. But one of the things I wanted to share about TikTok, and this is, goes into everyone that's out there, TikTok is shaking up the idea of filters and how we share things. I consumed over the last two weeks. I've consumed a lot of TikTok videos, uh, everything from girls dancing outside their high school to boys singing, uh, you know, boys dancing at the gym to police officers, um, uh, you know, narrating conversation from their police car to active duty military uh, on the military base interviewing their friends. Uh, it's a very wide range of content. But one of the things that I think is so interestingly uh, interesting and nice about it is it doesn't feel like a platform that people are worried about how many people are watching it. It seems to be very driven based on the comments and conversations in these vertical videos. And the other thing that you can do within this platform is they call it duets, which means if you see someone that creates a video on TikTok and you want to create something similar or something that's like a counter to it, you can actually you know use their video side by side with you. And I thought this was very interesting for me to share with you guys here. As we move forward in social media, our desire as users, as customers, as as everyone that's using social media, our desire to feel a part of something, our desire to connect with people at a human level is only going to increase. I have a brand new keynote that's called Digital Empathy, and the focus of the Digital Empathy keynote is for me to inspire people to understand the importance of aligning technology and the emotional intelligence or the emotional experiences that exist in our world. I believe that we will, we do, to get more emotionally connected, we do not need to uninstall Facebook from our phone. We do not need to use, we don't need to disconnect from technology or social media. We just need to shift our perspective on how we're using these platforms, but also as creators, as people that are, that, that are in this world, we need to start thinking about having these true authentic conversations. I can tell you for me, one of the things that I've focused on is I'm using LinkedIn for my business. I'm very heavy on LinkedIn content right now, and I'm spending a lot of my time there. I posted a post on Facebook announcing my new website, announcing my new speaker agency, and the post blew up. It's one of my most popular posts I've ever had on Facebook. And funny enough, a lot of people messaged me and they're like, Brian, I haven't heard from you. I haven't, I haven't seen you, you know, being a part of this. And I can tell you what I did 
is I shifted my priorities and my perspective is that for me, I knew that if I was spending a lot of time engaging on Facebook, those are people that already knew me, already liked me. They're already my friends. But when it comes to business, they're not going to hire me. They can't afford to hire me. Uh, not that they can't afford to it, but they're not running events or big Fortune 500 companies. And so I think there's, this, there's an interesting spot where we're at right now where even as marketers, we have to sometimes remember that we, we can use certain platforms for our business. We can use certain platforms for creating content. And then we can use certain platforms for entertainment and enjoyment. But there is something to be said. If you can be entertaining, you can capture people's attention and you can maintain and get them keep coming back. It doesn't matter if you're doing business or you're trying to be friends with them. It all comes together as one. If you guys didn't listen to my last episode about how I took notes during Game of Thrones and during Beyonce's um, documentary and during Brene Brown's uh, uh, TED Talk or her conversation that was on Netflix, definitely check out my last episode because here's what I'm doing. I'm studying platforms and and media that have captured attention right now game of thrones has massive captured attention you don't even have to like game of thrones okay i'll give a, a different example the avengers endgame i've never seen any of the marvel avengers movies i hadn't seen zero of them oh that's not true i had seen deadpool which i didn't know if counted or not but because of so much buzz and so much conversation from people that I trusted was happening about Avengers Endgame, I sent a message to my buddies Vincenzo and Vincent Orlick and said, hey guys, where should I start watching these movies? Because for me, what I realized was if it has such a big affinity and people care about it so much and they're so passionate about it and people are going to see these movies two and three times, I want to study what that emotional connection is. What do people, what about the content? What about the marketing? What about this idea of, of sharing these people and wanting to bond with people that share that? And so I think for us, we, you know, the reason I'm studying TikTok is not because I want to be a TikTok creator or I want to be a master of TikTok. Rather, I want to understand the, the user behaviors of those consuming content and the behaviors of those creating content. Why does a police officer feel comfortable, um, you know, giving, sharing from his police car on TikTok versus posting something on Facebook, right? What's the, what's the, what's the thought process? What's the emotional connection? What is the value that he finds or she finds from the audience? What is the value that he finds or she finds individually, um, posting that content? Because as I said before, and I, and I'm gonna leave you guys with this. We are moving to a time where transparency, vulnerability, and authenticity are increasing. And it is up to all of us to push that further. If you want authenticity, you want vulnerability, first of all, you need to do it yourself. You need to be more authentic online. You need to be more vulnerable. But I know that's hard. I know that's scary. That's why I tell you to just press the damn button, right? Press the damn button. But... If, you're, if that still scares you, I, I, will, I will challenge everyone. It is up to us. Highlight people that are authentic. Amplify people that are vulnerable and good people doing good things. Stop. Uh, let's start unfollowing people that are fake and frauds. Unfollow the people that you don't believe, that you don't trust. Because as we're moving forward, this, the, I believe the world's going to get smaller with social media. We're going to try to shrink the distance between offline and online with social media. But that is only going to happen if we as the users leverage and understand our power at, with these tools and these technologies. So I challenge you to shake it up. Um, if you guys are listening to this uh, before uh, May 6th, uh, go ahead 
ahead and look at the hashtag SSU2019. I'm going to be, uh, it's an event I care about a lot about. I told you guys the story earlier. I spoke in 2014 and 2015 at this event. I then spoke in 2018 at the event. And after the event, they asked me, how could you become a better, bigger part of this event? And so I signed on as the brand ambassador and consulting, helping them pick speakers and craft the content. And I'm also hosting the three days of the event in Atlanta. It's called Social Shakeup. Two of my very close friends are speaking, uh, Andrew Davis and Ann Hanley. I know most of you know both of them. I mention them on the show uh, oftentimes. So uh, follow me on all the social channels. I'll be taking over the Social Shakeup Instagram account, uh, giving you guys behind the scenes access from backstage uh, and that kind of side. But guys, this is, this, you know, as we push forward, as we look at, you know, I love the idea of shaking things up because if you think of it this way, we as a society, we changed throughout, you know, Lots of things have impacted our lives. For me, 9-11 was a big one, right? The, the technology, the internet, uh, dot-com crash was a big one. Um, the housing crash uh, was a big one. The idea of, you know, Egypt uh, being, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter movement on social media. These are all things that have shifted um, my opinion, my views on life. But interestingly enough, they've also, we, we need to shake up how we look at things because the world has changed over the last couple of years. And so is social media. And I don't believe either one has a, has an, a true impact on the other unless we, as a community, we as humans, focus on the good, amplifying the good, and using these free platforms that we have at our disposal to our best of our ability. Stop blaming the platforms and technology for bad people doing bad things and start owning it yourself. Let's celebrate the good. Let's start telling our own stories. Uh, and together we're going to shake up this whole world and make the world a better place. So for Brian Fanzo, thank you guys so much. Remember my new website for my speaker, uh, my speaking is brianfanzo.com. You guys can check out uh, that new website. You can check out my new uh, keynote programs. I have four media kits that are up there. You can download, you can read testimonials, you can watch my new speaker video. Uh, and like I said, we have a new podcast sponsor coming on uh, known as fable.co. I will be giving you guys some, um, some discount codes so you guys can check out that podcast platform as well. Friends, make it a great day. I love what I do. This is only the beginning for me, but it's also only the beginning for so many of us. We need to start telling our story, putting ourselves out there. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not sold on it, just look at me. The results that I've had in my business and my personal life, the, my ability to do the job that I love, the ability to create content like this is all thanks to being vulnerable embracing transparency, owning who I am. I never said it was easy. It took me an extra month to launch my website and I'm the press the damn button guy. But the point is I pressed the button and I posted this on social media, on, on Instagram today and this will be my final comment. If you want to do something, you would have. If you're still thinking about doing something, stop thinking and start pressing the damn button. Cheers, my friends. <laughs>